0: so i'm here on off topic with uh we'll say joey lazada uh he is running youtube a youtube page called the cts interview room you guys do a bunch of interviews you guys do sports like previews highlights talks discussions um how did you kind of how did you kind of get into this like what what kind of inspired you to like get down and do this
1: well, the first thing is, I, I want to appreciate, I do appreciate you letting me come on your show. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm going to break the third wall here and just let the guy, everybody, in your audience know that Perry was very patient with me. Uh, I was supposed to be here 30 minutes ago and someone fell asleep. And put Perry Perry was like, hey, you know, you got a show to do. I was like, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. But no, how we got started is an interesting story. Uh, two years ago, my mother passed away, and my mother was uh, big into thrift stores and flea markets and uh, uh, this, yeah, thrift stores and flea markets and mm-hmm. and yard sales. I mean, it was nothing for my mother to wake me up into or like a week prior and ask me, "Can she have a yard sale at my house?" <laughs> and so when she passed away, of course, you know, anybody that's ever lost a parent, but losing parents, losing your mom, you know, that's for like, at least I don't know how everybody else is, but for me, that's what that lady was, the love of my life. You know, I'm married and have kids, but she was my first love. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: So I wanted to do something to honor her. So I started a little store called Carolyn's Treasure Shop. Man, fast forward, I was like, we had some, you know, we, we were selling championship belts, those little championship rings huh. and uh, anything sports related because yeah. that's what my mom was selling. She, she wasn't selling championship belts by no means. I hooked <laughs> up with a guy who who made real championship belts and, and we sold them for discount prices because in, in America, you'll buy a championship belt for like $4,000. right? But I will make a a real one, a real real championship belt made from the same material you saw on TV back when we were growing up four millimeter zinc and and brass and stuff like that, and real leather for like four hundred five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. so it was unheard of. Yep. nobody would uh nobody was doing that so and I still do it from time to time <laughs> with that said. I started a YouTube page to make little commercials and you go watch my earlier videos. You'll see little commercials, of me and my kids out in the yard, you know, they beat me up and <laughs> uh, telling everybody, to go shop at Keller's treasure shop because it was an online thing. Yeah. But when, before we do these commercials, I would interview somebody. And you can tell just based on my vocabulary and what, you know, the way I sound I'm not the interviewing type person. <laughs> so for me to actually go out there and interview somebody, it's, some, if, it's a reason why I edit. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> like doing live shows because yeah. they're in control of the editing. So I can stutter and I can da, da, da. And there's nothing I can do about it. But when I'm right. on the editing board, I can hide all that. Right. But that's it. So I started interviewing people and the first person I had interviewed was a coworker of mine, he owns his own company, which I sometimes work for, uh, Magnolia Investigations. And the interesting thing about my coworker was he played at Ole Miss. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I interviewed him and then, uh, I was like, oh, okay. So I had a social media consultant and he was telling me, well, tell you what what we what you need to do is start getting high school coaches and and local uh local people and i was like yeah yeah that's what we have to do that's what we have to do and then he asked me who what is your top like what do you feel like was gonna be your top level guest?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and being an alabama football fan this is a comedian called Jim. his name is jermaine funnyman johnson anybody from alabama knows who he is <laughs> he uh he does uh he basically sits on a couch, makes a video, and he sits on a couch and he pretends to watch the game on Saturdays. And he'll go through all the games and scores and make jokes. And sure, yeah. And for the last three years, I will post all his videos on my Facebook page. <laughs> and I told and I told uh Lou, who was my social media consultant, I was like, this is the guy, like once we get to this level, that's when we know we're we we made it okay, okay. And, but I wanted to test the water, being hard-headed I want to see how to yeah. book guests <laughs> and I'll keep in mind I was in in this was for you know making commercials and mm-hmm. and, and local people maybe just my hometown type of thing
0: yeah
1: so I test the word out and short hold uh <laughs> Shockingly shocked. I mean, I was very shocked by this. Yeah, I, I contacted his website and he said yes. Well, there you go. A <laughs> YouTube page with six subscribers, and this guy who's pretty famous. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. like you know Jerry Seinfeld by no man. <laughs> but he is. Uh, yeah, you, you laugh at my stutter. See, stuff like that would be edited, <laughs> but uh, he's no Jerry Seinfeld, but. I mean, Alabama. He's famous. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And so we got him, and he was gonna be my second guest because, like I said, we only had six subscribers. Mm-hmm. But then something happened. Uh, the George Floyd murder happened, mm-hmm. and and you—I don't know. You know? Are you familiar with George Floyd? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the George Floyd mur- murder happened, and he was and. Everybody is, was upset and Jermaine was upset too. And Jermaine decided that he was going to Birmingham, Alabama to voice how upset he was. And he got in a little upset. He didn't get, well, he got, he went to court, but basically a lot of stuff happened and he had to cancel on me. Gotcha. And I'm like, okay, now I'm like, <laughs> I, what am I going to do? And I, I was going to interview my cousin, Raphael. <laughs> right. And so fast forward as we wind about five years ago there was this guy called stingray he uh was making mississippi state videos and you can probably remember stingray he was on tosh.0 oh, you know you know mm-hmm. doing his show uh, he was on the sec network okay uh sports illustrated did a piece on them uh I looked up on Facebook and asked him, I said, look, we're a brand new YouTube channel. Do you want to do an interview? And I was like, wow. <laughs> this guy said yes, too. <laughs> so I interviewed him. And then Jermaine man Johnson, I got with his uh, agent of purposes, He came back on prior week. So back to back to back, I had a former yeah. defensive lineman, a, a former defensive line for the University of Ole Miss. Then I had an internet sensation and a pretty famous comedian. Yeah. That to me, I'm a fan because I follow all his stuff. Yeah. Going through something very (laughs) controversial because he got in trouble for that Birmingham thing. Right. It was, uh, I was like, wow, this could really work. Like, yeah excuse my language you can beat this up, but i was like fuck local stuff <laughs> let's see where we can go and then we started getting you know some pretty decent names and we started yeah. talking to ricky morton WWE hall of famer mm-hmm. ricky morton wow uh sean cannon interviewed him twice anybody don't know who sean cannon is sean cannon was uh the bad guy in karate kid part three and he was on general hospital uh uh then who uh, nikita koloff a uh, professional wrestler uh jim uh jim the rookie Moritz, he his his life was inspired by the movie disney's the rookie
0: yeah
1: uh vince papala uh his his life, life was yeah.
0: invincible yeah. <laughs>
1: by uh yeah from invincible yes yeah <laughs> so we started getting some names and i was like man we can really do something yeah. And that's how CTS started right there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And, it, and uh, I kind of went through a similar thing when I was starting this. And um, when like you were saying, like you, people were saying, oh, you should get like some local people on and like and I'm like, but if I want to expand the reach of who I'm trying to talk to or who I'm trying to reach as like a listening base or people who are going to watch or listen or whatever, they can't be just local people. Because people aren't going to like people from like Alabama or California or from on the other side of the world aren't going to listen and have me talk to like my town mayor, you know, like that's not going to interest them. So I like that was my same mindset. I was like, I have to find people who um, everybody can appeal to. And even if they don't know them, it's it's more of a general like, Okay, one of my friends made a small budget movie anybody can listen to that and be like, Oh, that's an experience. That's not just, Oh, this is my, one of my friends, you know? So it's, it's, it's trying to find like that line, especially when you're in the beginning to try to pick from who, you know, but also like trying to make sure it's more than just, Oh, I'm interviewing my friends.
1: (laughs) You know, and what is so funny to me, I said this on a previous episode. I don't think I aired it, but it's so funny. uh you know, you you start, you know, you're starting to do something big, mm-hmm. you know, of course the CTS is still small. We just now got 500 subscribers. Uh, but compared to where we were, like in July, we, we started in July. Wow. Yeah. For, you know, for me not being a celebrity, for me not being a name of uh, me, not being a CBS, NBC, ABC, <laughs> for somebody who's just went out there and started hustling. Yeah and you know we got 500 subscribers that's pretty much I'm close to 100 yeah. subscribers a month yeah and, and it's funny to me because you know we don't we don't ask for nobody's help by no mm-hmm. means uh you know i mean i'm mean, of course we we love help but <laughs> it, it's funny to me like how family and friends do not support you in this quest like i i mean i'm 38 years old this is a hobby mm-hmm. and i got other means to pay my bills this comes second to my family right. however you would think that like your family members will just push the subscribe button right uh, or, or <laughs> your your friends will push the subscribe button right. and i learned in this quest that that's not the case you yeah. I, I do not have that support that you know most people will have because there's some people who are good people and that's right. probably why i don't have that support <laughs> uh but uh who could do something and just automatically get a thousand subscribers just based off friends family yeah it but for me you know it's i have to put the money into it i have to put the time into it. i have to expand i have to go you know when i promote something i have to put money in promotion i have to uh you know spread the word you yeah. know and that's something that is you know I, I had it, it didn't bother me until there's like one time I was at a function and I was like hey did you check out the CTS view room uh no okay are you not are you gonna ever subscribe no and I asked her daughter she's like no so I mean, I mean yeah. what I mean why be like that right you know like and you're yeah. you know <laughs> yeah like, like what does it hurt well, you to
0: not do it yeah what is it like yeah. that's why it's like whenever you, i even when i'm like uh like whatever person i interview i make sure that i like subscribe and follow them on stuff because it's like if i don't do that how do i expect people to do that for me and because like, it's so simple like it's such an easy thing to well, just I, do those those do those. i,
1: I want to and I, sometimes i do uh but sometimes I don't know how to get to that information, right? Uh, yeah. But like for example, you know, we had uh, Rebecca Love on. Rebecca Love is a porn star. Well, mm-hmm. let me say this: <laughs> she, she, I think she still dabbles in porn, gotcha. but she, uh, <laughs> she, she's now, you know, starting a new business in Twitch, you know, doing okay. video games and everything. Yeah. I would, I would love to support her on her Twitch account. But here's the thing. I don't play video games like that. <laughs> uh, and then she, you know, she's mentioned that she has an OnlyFriends. Well, I don't even know what a only OnlyFriends is. I know I, I I, got the idea what an OnlyFriend is. <laughs> I don't, but I mean, I'm not going to pay money to see pictures of you when <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs>
1: it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, I want to support you, but it's not it's not worth my my marriage yeah that's it <laughs> you know? yeah that's a bully. <laughs>
0: it's a very uh but uh a great <laughs> girl i
1: mean i i hate to use her as an example she's a great a mm-hmm. great human being somebody i enjoy talking to mm-hmm. uh we everybody has their own path you know right she chose a one different from mine but you know what she's a very successful human being mm-hmm. and i got nothing but respect for her but you know something people i just can't support that way i will support you you know you know like uh, go get it girl but other than that i can't i can't i'm not gonna sign up to only friends (laughs)
0: yeah no it's and it's it, it is a it's a very uh strange thing like the more that i get into this and like start looking at like uh how to manage social media and how to manage like you said expansion and like trying to cover as many bases it is it's such a strange like world like when you get into it because it's not just like oh make a podcast post the podcast like or post a video like make a video post a video it's like you got to make sure you're posting to your social medias you got to make sure it's cohesive you got to make sure you're like like there's so much that like cohesion that has to like go into it and it's it is a very strange like thing where it's even when you're just starting out you're like oh if i don't make this look somewhat professional it's never going to take off because like people are just going to scoop by it because there's other people that will do it like the next step you
1: know oh oh most definitely and one of the biggest things like there's no help Uh, right you know we have we have three other people on this channel Mm -hmm. but we got three other people with Careers, brands, yeah. And for my cousin Raphael, he he's got a social life, you know. Right. He, but let's use Raphael's example. Raphael's got several little businesses that he's trying to open up, mm-hmm. so that takes his t- up his time. Yeah. Then he has a full time job, uh, that takes up most of his time too. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he has a little bit of a social life. I'm not gonna get into that all that, but he, you know, <laughs> he's he's a very sociable person,
0: yeah,
1: and that takes up his time too. He just became a father,
0: mm-hmm.
1: takes up his time, so it's hard for me to say, "Hey, Raphael, come stop what you're doing and come do <laughs> my project," you know? Right, yeah, and, and and this made no mistake about it. I said, "It's the only thing I have to offer these people is partnership." Mm-hmm. Like, if it's like a lottery ticket like if this takes off if right. this happens if this becomes a you know bar store sports or a you know or if we become like a uh a perry ramsey if you will <laughs> uh you know we're, we're partners in this right but it's up to me to make this you know happen it's my money it's my it's my time. It's it's my effort. Yeah. It's really up to me. Is this thing gonna sink or uh, are we gonna sink or swim, swim?
0: Yeah. And
1: it, you know, and I kind of you know that's what motivates me to you know get up in the morning. Like like coming up, we got Greg Kading. Uh, if anybody doesn't know who Greg Kading is, Greg Kading is a was a, a detective that was assigned to a tax force. To uh, to uh, investigate the murder of uh, Notorious B.I.G. and in doing so, not only did he find the real murderer of Notorious B.I.G., he found the real murderer of Tupac Shakur. Mm. Now, uh, anybody has ever seen the documentary movie "Rap" or seen mm. the the movie uh, seen the uh, TV Netflix series "Unsolved." It was on USA and then it went to Netflix. You'll know who who I'm talking about. He's the main guy, the the detective. Now, on the weekends, I work night shifts. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I want to sleep. It's my responsibility to get up and you know (laughs) make sure I make that interview. Right, it's. It's a a grind, man. Sometimes, you know, I try to tell people I record Tuesdays to, you know, Fridays. If I don't work a case, yeah, I've been Mm -hmm. taking my time, because of my, because of hypertension, I've been kind of taking it easy on private investigating. Mm -hmm. So, and that gives me more time to uh, do CTS. However, I tell people, like, if you want, if they want to do interviews, Tuesdays to uh, Fridays. But, Greg was like, Hey, we get, we can do it Sunday. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, damn, okay, we'll do it Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, I know that's, I mean, yeah, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. I started, uh, trying to stick to like doing, uh, Sundays. Cause that's what works for me. I work at a, uh, like a high school, um, during the day as a teaching assistant. So that's like my day job.
1: Um, so like, are you, are you going to become a teacher?
0: That's yeah. That's yeah. I'm finishing up school, and then I gotta do my master's because in New York to be a teacher you have to get your master's. So
1: yeah, I actually I was going to school to be a teacher. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually in the program at Troy University, and oh nice. I remember. uh... (laughs) You (laughs) see, that's a YouTube podcast gold right there. Uh. I remember going into the program and this lady copped an attitude with me and I did like the first two semesters and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. nah, that's ain't, this, this ain't for me because yeah. these people, they want, they, they kind of want to, at the time, I don't know what they're like now, but at the time they were kind of, uh, bitchy, if you will. So I was like, eh, never mind." I was about to get married too, so I was like, oh, <laughs> What else can I do? Oh, I can become a private investigator.
0: Yeah, there how did go. how did that happen? Like, what was like your have you always kind of like been interested in in like that kind of thing, or was it something that just kind of stumbled oh, well, upon you and you were like, Whoa, this would be cool.
1: Both. Uh I mean, you hear the word private investigator, you think, wow, you think this is gonna be fun in the site? And sometimes it sometimes it was. It was fun and it was exciting sometimes. Got to see mostly of uh, most of Alabama. I got mm-hmm. to see most some of Mississippi. I got to see most of Georgia. It was a lot of traveling, a lot yeah. of uh, and, you know, the the TV version of a private investigator that was not me. You know, yeah. I got to dabble in a lot of uh most of my cases was insurance. And I mm-hmm. worked for a company and they gave me my own car and everything. And but then you start dabbling into like domestic cases. And that mm-hmm. to me, those are the fun cases. Those are the cases that you uh have a great time doing because you are guaranteed to see something that is gonna be funny to you. <laughs> like I don't uh, I can't go into details, but it was nothing right. for me to videotape. A man or a woman going to a hotel room you know what i mean yeah and uh <laughs> meeting somebody
0: i got gotcha. <laughs> and uh
1: or going to a park meeting somebody and like and you get this feeling of like yeah i got this person right, right that's right. what you're paid to do right but here's the kicker when you do a domestic case you pretty much know the person's guilty because nine out of ten times the person already knows that your spouse their spouse is cheating right now, an insurance case can be as fun too, but one eh, you're sitting at some outside of somebody's house, or you're sitting outside of somebody's neighborhood, you're not supposed to be there. People get suspicious, you know. A domestic case is more of a go-getter, you know, go-get it right mentality. It's it's more fast-paced because that person is always on the move. Yeah, and. It, legally in the state of Alabama you can put a tracker in, in a person's vehicle because your the spouse can put a tracker in there so you'll never lose the person. Hmm. Hell you can stay at home and just track the person on your <laughs> laptop. Right. Uh but you know it's not it's better to, to uh you know right go see that see what's going on. Yeah. Well that's it but in the insurance case you got it you know it's a lot of sitting Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10, eight, oh, I'll say seven or eight out of 10 times, the person is really disabled and it's rarely, it might be about maybe once every two months, you'll get somebody who's not, who is faking it. Right. And doing something they're not supposed to. And then that's when it gets exciting. But then most of the time you just sit in the car getting fat, getting high <laughs> blood pressure, you know, knowing <laughs> you got to go back to the hotel room to write a report, it right. was fun at first, and it was like, because I was married, I had two step kids and two two small kids, and I got out of the house, and I was like, but now it's like, eh, is it worth it? Because I hate yeah. missing Christmases, I hate missing Easter's and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and with a lot of traveling, you start missing more things than you want to, and that that starts taking. Yeah, its oh, yeah. Too. It's like, yeah, I can, I can totally get that because uh but you know here, like it's but here's tough, the, yeah uh,
1: but uh you know is is what
0: oh i know that like having people travel like when like you have stuff going on it's tough and like that kind of thing is
1: yeah yeah and here's here's the kicker i just had a newborn baby uh, he's almost a year old mm-hmm. and i'm like i need to get the hell out of this house <laughs> I'm so kind of late. It's like yeah, y'all y'all crazy. You know, I've been it's been a year now and I've been kind of like uh I just need to yeah. you know, me take it easy. Uh it's like uh, I kind of need to, I I know I'm not mentally or physically ready for the road but I just yeah. Can I, I just you. not be taught? Yeah,
0: you need like a weekend away. Yeah,
1: Yeah, every weekend. Every weekend. I need a weekend away. I need a break. Somebody drive me to the nearest bus stop. Like, come on. You know, and this is a big house. You know, I live in a pretty big house. I mean, it's it's nothing to brag about, but it's a big house. And you'd be surprised how... You can't find no hiding space nowhere. They're gonna find you. <laughs> I, I remember at one time I got so overwhelmed I went into the shower and they were daddy <laughs> daddy. Yeah daddy, yeah. oh hell with it. I'm gonna take a shower. Oh, there he is!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, and uh so I do wanna mention one thing. So a little fun fact about me. I was born in a place called Chillicothe, Ohio, about a couple hours south of uh, Columbus. So I'm an Ohio State fan. <laughs> it happens. Yep it was a tough it was a tough game to watch. <laughs> it was uh no, I, it, it was
1: very easy. <laughs> the first half was tough. Uh, and, you know, it was so funny because I told everybody the score was going to be 52-32. It's on video, on YouTube. Uh, yeah. We did a, a national championship preview show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which got hell of, got, which got hell of five views. I think we were up to 10 now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we get a, I, I called it 52-32. Yeah. And if Ohio State would have scored one more touchdown with a extra uh, with a two-point conversion, yeah, I would have, I would have, been, like, dead on. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess I just had to, you know, and that was an argument that we was having on the show that, you know, uh, one of my partners, Marvin Constant, he was a linebacker for the 1999 SEC championship game. He's famous for a big play that ended his football career. Mm. Uh, He stopped the LSU quarterback at the goal line. Mm. And – when he did that, he tore his knee up, Oof. and I, and you still see pictures all over Tuscaloosa of him making that play. I mean, he was definitely a big deal for the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we that's an interesting story how we hooked up. But uh, we was talking, and I, I asked him, I was like, man, if Alabama does not win, you know, is it really going to hurt Alabama? And he was like, mm-hmm. yes. You know, yes, it's going to hurt Alabama. No, I just I, I disagree because here's why nobody has done what Nick Saban has done in college football. Now, of course, you know, Bear Bryant won six national championships, yeah, and now Nick Saban's won seven, but Nick Saban did it from what the late 50s yeah. to early 80s. It took him right. 20 years, yeah, Nick Saban uh, like 12 years, <laughs> yeah, from 2007 to 2021. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came on board to see like 2007 season. Yeah. Was, and, and, you know, all you a natural championship with LSU. Nobody, I, you know, I, when Nick Saban got to Alabama, I saw one or two natural championships. I did not see this. Right. I, I, it was, no, and matter of fact, when people don't remember, Nick Saban, you know, left the Dolphins. Right. I, I did not expect him to stay at Alabama this long. I was, I yeah. really am shocked that he stated. Had state not only state of Alabama, but had this amount of success. I mean, this is unprecedented. He has officially became the best coach ever in the history of college football. It doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter how many wins you get, it's how many championships you win. You know, people talk about uh Bobby Bowden and uh Joe Paterno, uh and uh Bear Bryant. Mm -hmm. These are all great coaches. These, I mean, these are legends, these are coaches when you think college football these are the coaches that you think about Mm -hmm. however how many championships do they have right
0: yeah no i
1: even has seven
0: it's yeah he is it's it's really tough to argue anything else like at this point and uh like even coming from a really like like angry loss because i i wasn't even so much upset that they lost i just wish it was a better game on our end and uh But even coming from that, I was like, it's it like, how do you, how do you even get so angry? Because it's Nick Saban coaching a team and like anything that Ohio State tried to do to like supplement players they lost or um, like anything, Nick Saban had the answer. And it's like, it's like, how do you even, (laughs) how do you like, you can't get too angry, you know? Like it's not like it was somebody else you know the
1: thing about it is you know Ohio state could easily got Nick Saban. Yeah I, mean, I, I know they was in consideration for Nick Saban but what I'm saying yeah. is though my football team you know before Nick Saban you know the best year that we that University of Alabama had was the 1999 season which Marvin Constant played when they won the SEC championship and mm-hmm. when they went to the bowl game in Miami to meet Tom Brady in Michigan and lost. And talking to Marvin, they did a lot more partying and getting ready for the damn game, but uh, (laughs) that's another story. Uh, (laughs) God bless them. But that's another thing talking to a lot. We'll get into the talking to a lot of Alabama legends, but uh, that was like the best team. And then they got in trouble. Uh, They got in trouble. Uh, due to a uh, defensive lineman and it's funny to me and other things happen too and I, I really on top of my head I don't have the mental notes to what exactly happened sure yeah however uh you know due to a player getting paid and getting books and stuff like that uh so, etc cetera, et cetera. you know Alabama went on the death, uh it, was, uh, it was close to the death penalty, you know, no bowl games, no recruiting, right. no scholarships, people just got up and left. You know, Alabama uh, Auburn, the Alabama's biggest rival, beat, you know, beat the hell out of us, you know, every year for like seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, somewhere around there. Uh, and when you lose to Auburn. I hate it because anybody that knows anything about college football, Auburn fans are the most annoying fans in the history of sports. <laughs> I hate an Auburn fan. Uh it is what it is. It's just right. <laughs> it's something about that, those that fan base, because they want all they do is talk about shit that is irrelevant. <laughs> uh and it's half of them don't even watch football. They just say that, you know, I'm an Auburn fan and they're women, you know. It is what it is. And the town is sucks too. I don't like the town. <laughs> but – uh, and that has nothing to do with the football team either. I just don't like the town. <laughs> uh, with that said, you, I don't know what – I lost my train of thought. I start talking about Auburn and I just <laughs> –
0: just <laughs> the, the hatred just fueled you blacked out and you were just, yeah, like, <laughs> just yeah.
1: what, what were we talking about uh, you i talking,
0: lost it you're talking about kind of how uh like they uh got like blacklisted uh like okay yeah and
1: coming out of yeah. that see what sense. auburn does to people yeah you see what the auburn football team does to people. <laughs> yeah so you know, we 1999 was the last best year that we ever had at alabama and then we went through years of just yeah. hardship you know, Mike. People want to bitch and complain about Mike Shula, but Mike Shula was the co- coach that came in. He was a former player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the son of a a, le- a coaching legend. Uh, he came in and just kind of like, like, look, I'm gonna take the head coaching position. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in coaching. I'll, I'll take the head coaching position. He knew what he was getting himself into, and he did the best job. That he could. He couldn't get the five star recruits. He couldn't. Nobody wanted to come play at Alabama. Right. Like really and truly, nobody really wanted to come. Alabama was about to hit that level like Army and Navy and Notre Dame. And uh, well, of course, Notre Dame is doing good now. But I'm t- right. what I'm saying is the prestigious schools that dropped like Miami. When's the last right. time Miami was even thought of? Uh, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, and luckily we had a athletic director, Mm -hmm. uh, Myle Moore, that was like, "No, we we are this. You know, yes, this is a university. This is about education. But this 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 school is important. If you think about the University of Alabama, you think about its football program. It means a lot to every person that lives in state of Alabama. I mean, it the Alabama football team is basically the heart of the state." So, it's important for us to have a great Alabama football team, and Miles Moore knew that. So they go out and get Nick Saban, and they fired Mike Shula. I, I like the way he handled it. Uh he's fan. Some fans don't realize that you know that that guy was our quarterback in the '80s. You know. Mm-hmm. You know I don't you know the Paul Feinburns you know f- fuck what he says <laughs> who is he you know you know you can just he's not he's not really he's not one of us he's not from the state of Alabama he's not you know he's not an Alabama fan so for him he's just there to you know lick Nick Saban's balls <laughs> uh you yeah. know it's just that it it means so much to the state of Alabama for Alabama to do good. And it really means a lot. And for the state to see what this football program has done since Nick Saban's got here, it means a whole lot. Cause I'm telling you right now, I was content for the rest of my life for what happened in 2010 when they beat Texas. Yeah. I thought that was going to be our only national championship. I really did. Yeah. And Nick Saban was going to go to the NFL. And, you know, I was blessed to see that one national championship because there's universities that don't ever see a national championship. Yeah. You know, uh, hell, Auburn had to pay the quarterback to get a national championship. You know, <laughs> there's a reason. You know, it, true story. True story. It, all my stories are true, by the way. <laughs> uh Cam Newton. People don't realize this, but uh, he re- he was really not considering going to the NFL draft. He was trying to find lupos not to go into the NFL draft and play another year at University of Auburn, which he was eligible to do, but he wanted to make a career playing the University of Auburn. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. It, he said the reason why he wanted to stay because it was too much of a pay cut. <laughs> Get it because there's a pay cut yeah. to leave the University of Auburn, yeah. They, because they were paying him, they were paying Cam Newton. Okay, facts, yeah. The, the, the truth, when the truth become bad, you paid Cam Newton to win it, you pay for that championship. He mm-hmm. let he leaves, you fire the head coach two a uh, season later, you paid. You paid the quarterback. You paid the quarterback more money than you paid the head coach. <laughs> God. And some and there's some jackass out there right now saying, hey, did you – you know Alabama pays the players? No, I don't. We don't talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the same thing. I <laughs> I'd say the same thing about Ohio State because they got in trouble – like, like, what was it, 10 years ago? Yeah. And, like Terrell Pryor, and like, it, it was just and the,
1: the running back, uh, and then snitched on the coach, and they made right. a 30 for 30 about it. Yeah. And uh, he tried, he, he wanted to go to the NFL as a freshman. I forgot what his name was. Yeah.
0: Uh, I can't remember. It was, uh, he
1: was a good running back. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a good thing that, you know, the, you know, as a fan, you, you don't want to see like bad blood, and then you boys that 30 for 30 and you see them all like hugging at the end and like all yeah. everything is forgiven and, and it, that's that feels that's a good that's a feel good story. Sure, you yeah. know, cheating and, <laughs> and scandals you know, and all of a sudden at the end of it, you can hug and kiss. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> awesome. Good for Ohio State. Yeah. And y'all had a good coach, you had Urban Myers.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know how
1: y'all fucked that up,
0: but I, I think he he had some health issues and then I think uh, uh-huh. w- there was some background stuff going on um, and I think they kind of were like listen like this might get worse if you're here and he was like yeah between health issues and some background stuff that wasn't really good he just like they, they took the more like peaceful way out and he left and then I, but i like yeah. ryan day um i think he's a really good coach um, Yo, you're gonna see a lot
1: of you're gonna see a lot of big things yeah. of State. you're gonna see a lot of big things uh yeah he he just doesn't have the same experience
0: coach. yeah he he's really good we just but, we didn't have the same players this year uh being able to play we, I mean, come, we had 20 something players
1: when, out when it comes to college football yeah, you can have all the great players in the world. Trust me, when you play at that level, mm-hmm. all the athletes are good. I don't right. care if you play at, the, you know, Conference USA. You make it to the college football level. Yeah. You, you're at a top level. Uh, so every every player is good. You yeah. can have a, a squad of just top five-star players, but if you don't have a good coaching, right? you know, what can you do? You know, right. Nick Saban is a unique individual. Urban Myers is a unique Individual, yeah, coach Kelly from Notre Dame, he's a unique yeah. individual. Uh, see, I mean, you got somebody, Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. unique individual. You got these pl- coaches that are, you know, uh, I'll put uh, Kirby Smart up there too for Georgia, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I still believe a Georgia fans stick, you know, stick with uh, Kirby Smart. You're gonna see that. See, the thing about happening with Georgia is. They got Kirby Smart, and then they were always like, championships, championships, championships. Yeah. We're going to see so many championships, and we're going to beat next saving.
0: Things so don't work that fast. Saban, even you, even, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, even – well, I mean, for Alabama it did, because <laughs> the first year they were like five and seven. Yeah. And, yeah. Or something, something, something like that. And then the second year – we, they were undefeated, lost to Tim Tebow in Florida in the SEC championship, right, and right, then lost right. to Utah the, uh the bowl game. I believe mm-hmm. it was Utah. And then uh, the next year, we won the national championship. So three right. seasons, won the national championship. So, <laughs> Very rarely does it happen that quick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you look at it. I mean, college football, you got to have great coaching. And it's a lot of great coaches. It's just Nick Saban is unique and it's a bad I feel so bad for college football not just for me as an Alabama fan but I feel bad for college football because who's gonna top Nick Saban Nick Saban is only getting older you know he's close close to 70 uh and let's face the facts you want to if you make it if you're blessed to make it to 70 you want to enjoy the rest of your life now Nick Saban could be one of those coaches that probably coach to like Joe Paterno for Penn State, probably coach mm-hmm. to he's 105, you know, is a skeleton right. sitting up, up, you know, it become just becomes a symbol. He's not okay. really, really coaching. He just yeah, he just yeah. there. Uh Nick Sabian probably could be one of those coaches, but mm-hmm. really and truly do you want to work the rest of your life or do you want to go enjoy yeah. the rest of your life? I I choose the latter. I want, yeah. you know, I want to your life you only got one life mm-hmm. and maybe maybe co- coaching college football isn't enjoyment to him and god bless him for it yeah but for me you know I want to want to see my kids my grandkids and that's just me yeah. uh, but oh yeah
0: it's I, it's I, stay at alabama <laughs> yeah i don't foresee him going especially at this point is like in his life and his career i can't imagine he goes back to the nfl just because it's probably like it's not the same. I don't. I don't know why. I guess I do know why it's green and it's pays for things. But the reason people like go from college football to NFL, but just from uh, like I coach uh, high school football. I'm an assistant coach, so I, I I can't imagine like the excitement that you get from like high school players is so different. Than like what you see like on on Sundays, and it's the same thing with college. The excitement, the energy, like the passion, is so much different college football than it is with the NFL. And I would miss that. I think like I feel like coaches definitely have to miss that when they go to the NFL because it gets so political, like in the NFL, where it's it's no longer you're not dealing with like teaching kids. You've got grown men who feel they're at the NFL they're at the top the top level they have the the, you have some of the entitled players you have like the older veterans who you have to coach and they're 20 years older than you like it's like all this stuff and it's like doesn't have the same doesn't have the same like glory to it I feel like it just doesn't have that same uh energy or like passion to it I don't know how you feel about it yeah
1: that's something I get in trouble with too, uh, you know, the politics, you know, anywhere you go, anywhere you work, there's politics. And I'm not right. much of a politician. Right. You know, I get in trouble for just saying hello the wrong way, you know? Uh, so, you know, but, you know, speaking of high school football, you know, that's something that uh, like in my hometown, you know, I, we, they have this thing, you know, I, I don't ever look to the past. I always try to look to the future. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, you know, like talking about high school, like I don't care about high school football. Like I personally don't now, if I was a coach. Yeah. You know, right, if right. I'm committed and my son's playing high school football, I'll watch it, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to go Pay spend money or uh, pay my time to watch a bunch of fifteen year olds play <laughs> football? Like it just doesn't appear. To yeah, me even when I was playing football in high school, you know, I wanted to be playing. I didn't want to be watching. Right. You know, I didn't understand why there was thousands of people in the stands to watch right. us play football. <laughs> yeah. like, I understand for the like the students being there because it was fun, right. you know, fun thing. But you never see me. Pay money to go see high school football <laughs> or any type of high school sport. You know, yeah. you you got to make it to the college level for me to pay money to see you. Uh, <laughs> that's just—I mean, that's just me. I mean, it's like you want to watch—you want to watch a bunch of kids play. I mean, <laughs> let, let's put some steroids in them first, and then let's see what let's see what we can do. Now uh, so is your that little needle it in, in, in my <laughs> butt it's just? Make it, let's make it
0: interesting. <laughs> but, uh, now, did your town, like, revolve just, around that or not? Like, was your town, like, a football town? My or?
1: hometown – my hometown – in my hometown, you got two high schools. You got okay. a, a public school and a private school. And really, the private school is more in the city next to us. But – and then in, over, over in Columbus, Georgia, you have a bunch of different high schools. And I'm from the city – Called Phoenix City Alabama and yeah on Friday nights uh you know uh, on Stadium Drive I'm sorry on some of the road in Stadium Drive where Garrett Stadium was at is at. yeah you have you know this is you know it's it's important it just it was never important to me it's, it's not gotcha. that you know I It was just, I don't want to, I don't understand. I don't want to watch kids play. I I want (laughs) to, I want to watch men play. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, But there's people that are like, like as a private, here's a good example. My hometown is a bad example. I went to the city in Alabama, small town. And their town revolves around the high school football, Mm -hmm. like. Like that's what they live for high school football. Yeah. Like they have parades and, and, and now, I mean, it's just, that's what in their community, because it's a small, it's a small town. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of the city is, I believe it's South Alabama. Uh, that's what the, I mean, that's what their town is made for. And it was shocking because you know, the, you go to the gas station clerk and they'll start talking about na- their class in 1984. <laughs> like, like, I don't like, I, I couldn't imagine seeing somebody from my high school class and even know who the hell they are. And they, you know, <laughs> you remember just happened like the trial uh, when they, when president Trump got a uh, appointed judge K- Kavanaugh
0: yeah, 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 to
1: the Supreme court. And then all of a sudden he had like books of stuff he did in high school and, right. you know, timelines, and right. like I was like, golly, I could, he graduated high school in 1981. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine <laughs> what the hell I was doing when I was a junior in high school on September 6th. Like right. what the, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, some people just live in the past. I yeah. I've just never been that type of person. I want to live in the future because I know what happened in the past. Right. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. That's just my way of thinking of it.
0: No. Oh, yeah. I, I totally get that. Uh, my time. Yeah, I, is- I totally. Yeah.
1: I totally yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. You know, some people hit the peak at 18.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But hell I haven't hit my peak yet. Yeah. Why would I want to talk about, you know, why do I want to talk about stuff at 18? I wasn't even, I wasn't even near my peak. I wasn't even at my peak at 28. Yeah. I hope I wasn't. Lord, hope I wasn't. (laughs) I hope I got more success to come. But if I don't, then I'll, like, when I turn 75, if God allows me to make it to 75 and I didn't accomplish a damn thing in his life, you know, then I'll look back at high school and and, and being 28. Like, man, I was so (laughs) awesome then. (laughs) But no, I'm going to look to the future. No, yeah, I, just, I no, I'll look at
0: them. Yeah, I agree. And uh, a lot of, a lot of my, uh, we had a our our coach um, when I was like playing football. It it became a whole like town thing. It was really like like you were talking about that small town. My town I grew up in was small too, and uh, our coach, uh, him and his son both like had cancer and both beat it, and so they were like the whole like inspiration of the town like the whole thing and uh coach was one of the best dudes like you'll ever meet he was a great coach so there was like this whole like extra layer to um him doing that like him and his son beating cancer and then like he was just a great coach and the football team did really well our junior year we won like the state championship It, it was like a whole like eight year period of him and like the whole town just being like this is our thing, you know? <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and it's I like, can
1: understand that story too. I mean, right. for the, like I'm pretty sure my hometown will do the same thing if yeah that happened. Right. Uh, it just, you know, I just don't have the, the time to go watch kids play. Now when I'm oh, sure. Yeah. If my, I got two sons that will play high, hopefully they'll play high school football. <laughs> I don't know if they will or not, but then I will go out there and watch them. You know, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm committed, right? Uh
0: well, you have a reason to be there, right? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a reason yeah. to be there. I'm not yeah. just gonna go pay you know, ten dollars to go sit down and watch a high Random school play. T- and some people do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people will go and never even went to the high school. Just love right. football. Yeah, and go and just go to a school game, like mm-hmm. just any school. And that's yeah. just not me. I'm not that big in the sports. I, I, I want to <laughs> see men, you know, the man play on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm never gonna give up NFL football. I'm never gonna give up boxing. I'm never gonna give up, you know, college football. You know, yeah, I, I have to like seriously remember that, you know these guys are still kids, right? But you know, it's there's some hard. <laughs> it's yeah. the best of the best of the kids. You know, yeah. these are some hard hitting guys. Yeah. I, on Saturdays.
0: Yeah. I, uh cause I'm, I'm 24. So like it's, I'm at that point where I'm starting to notice that like these guys are a couple oh, of years younger yeah, than me. Yeah. And I'm like having those. Oh, no, it, like,
1: oh it, my it God. You, <laughs> Yes. It, it hits you too. Yeah. Cause like, you know, growing up, I was big. Like I remember we interviewed Andrew Zhao mm-hmm. and Andrew Zhao was the quarterback. He was like, You know, in the state of Alabama, you always pick what team you're going to go for. Are you going to pick Alabama? Are you going to pick Auburn? And everybody just chooses their team. And as a kid, you just kind of like – your mom is an Alabama fan. Your family's is Alabama fan, so so be your Alabama fan. (laughs) I didn't – you know, I say when I started playing football, about 12, I started watching Alabama – but, you know, I was only watched, like, maybe one or two games. It wasn't really committed. Mm-hmm. The, the 1998, 1999, even 97 maybe, around that time, that's when I started really getting committed to Alabama football. And mm-hmm. and Andrew Zow was, my, like, the quarterback. And I remember telling Marvin, when we started the Marvin concert show, where we interviewed – Alabama football legends and former Alabama players,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: the first person I want to interview is Andrew Zhao because I remember, you know, like being all this guy. Yeah. You know, he was a, you know, he had a good arm. He was, he scrambled, you know, he, he knew when to leave the pocket. He was a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, to uh, when we, it was funny cuz that's who I told him I wanted to interview that once again that top notch like right. <laughs> once we get to this level for me personally I mean we could get you know Marvin's played with Sean Alexander he's played yeah. with many NFL players he knows a lot of NFL players uh, but for me I was like I want to I want to talk to Andrew out who <laughs> is the head coach of Syracuse and in, in uh Saratoga Alabama yeah a high school coach you know now you know anybody can go talk to him but i it's not like i knew him right uh actually he's actually uh the time of this recording he went to clemson so congratulations to mr Zhao. uh yeah uh so with that said uh we interviewed him and to me it was uh it was like wow i'm talking to andrew Zhao i remember you know growing up i remember watching them on tv you know yeah had uh you know reading about them and everything right <laughs> and, but then all of a sudden you start getting like 22 23 these kids are you know now they're younger than you and right. they're playing they're playing on tv and it, yeah. you know then you get in your 30s and you're like
0: <laughs> and then
1: these kids that you're watching are making millions of dollars, and then all of a sudden, these kids that you're watching are now old, retired NFL players. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I know. I'm having those moments, I still where, re- yeah. I'm like, oh, it gets it gets worse. Oh, like, I, can I, imagine, I, I mean, yeah. I still remember when Grant Hill and Jason Kidd won the rookie of the year, <laughs> and you know, because they were co rookie of the year, yeah, I still remember that. And now, these there are <laughs> old men, and like, yeah. golly. <laughs> it's, it's, it gets it gets a lot weirder. Well, and it's but,
0: and then like some of my heroes, like when I was a kid, are now like old guys retiring, or they're already retired. And I'm like, I'm, like these were guys that I thought were like unbreakable, like, and now they're like walking around and they're like holding their back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, <laughs> time really does hit hard.
1: <laughs> it, it does, you know. And, and you talk about being invincible, ah. Uh, you know, life like uh, 2020 really shocked a lot of people, especially with Kobe Bryant. You know, because yeah. you know, people don't understand there's just some people that you don't think or ever die. Yeah. Like the thing that happened with Kobe Bryant you know, is a tragic accident. And, yeah. and back in the back of your mind, you know, he's a human being, you know, yeah. stuff happens, but yeah. stuff like that does not happen to a Kobe Bryant right you know like that guy is invincible like michael jordan i could not imagine the day michael jordan dies i know it's gonna happen
0: right it's he they're legendary like they just have like an extra like thing you know like
1: it's yeah it's it yeah it seems impossible look at bill russell but yeah look at bill russell you know he can barely walk but he's still kicking right and uh (laughs) but uh You know, you think these guys are going to live forever and ever and ever. And uh, (laughs) let me explain what's going on here right now. So I have a, (laughs) we have a spare room. Okay. And like this room is empty (laughs) and we have a downstairs bathroom. So if you hear this water, can you close the door? Don't edit this out. This is (laughs) close the door. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) so everybody who's single and wants to get married and have kids so i have we had this vacant room that i kind of moved my you know i guess you want to call this a studio yeah it's basically just a junk room that we just put all junk in we have a shower right next door we have a shower downstairs (laughs) another bathroom that you can use the restroom in Yep. But everybody wants to come upstairs to use the shower. So the water that you're hearing right now, if you hear on the microphone, because I can hear in my earphones, that's <laughs> someone taking a shower, which they can do downstairs. But no, they have to do it here. They have to do it the-, <laughs> the person I was looking at was my son who decided, I said, you know, when daddy's doing business on the computer, mm-hmm. do not come in here. He comes in here. So back to Kobe Bryant, you know, legendary player, you know, you didn't think he was ever going to pass away. And right. I remember, th- you know, when I found out I was in the hospital, I was in the hospital, but I was in the hospital visiting somebody mm. and hit my phone, Kobe Bryant died TMZ. Yeah. And I was like, that's gotta be one of those, you know, Eddie, Mur- you know, Eddie Murphy died kind of jokes, yeah. you know, eh, no. Right. I remember telling somebody, cause I, I said it out loud, it's Kobe Bryant died. Oh, the guy looked at me, and I wasn't talking to him, but he heard me. He's like, "Oh, that's fake." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant can't die. Was he stupid? Then I get in the car, and the radio's blowing up. Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, and I was like, "God, this can't be right." More reports to come. And You always kind of like, and uh, I'm not a Lakers fan by no means. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anything, I'm a Bulls fan, but you hear that more information to come, we don't have all the details and you're thinking, okay, more details are going to come and
0: like, he's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, He's fine. And, you know, and you know, it wasn't a helicopter crash. It was a bicycle. He was on a bicycle and he fell. TMZ caught it on camera, (laughs) you know, something. And then, and then it got even more sad when you found out his daughter was on the helicopter. And then you yeah. kind of, it got even more sad when other little girls was on the helicopter. Yeah. And fan, other families. And it's like, God, this cannot this is yeah, it cannot be. This is a tragic. Because it's one yeah. thing for Kobe Bryant to die. Right. But then his daughter and then her friends dying. That mm-hmm. what that's what really hurt. I mean, yeah. Kobe Bryant dying, it crushes you because he's a legend, but then right you had these little girls that had a whole life ahead of them. Yeah. And. Yeah, you know, it just, it God was,
0: said. it was, it was terrible. Like it was one of those things where uh, I remember um, I went out to lunch with one of my friends. We were at this like pub and we walk in and I saw it on the TV. You was at a pub?
1: Yeah. You, you was at a pub? I was at where, a are pub. Were you from Britain? <laughs> That's what, what uh, all we call hell it. the Queen, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, it's like it's it's like the intermediate in a uh like in between like a restaurant for us and like uh like a dive bar, you know, like so it's it's not quite a restaurant, it's not quite a dive bar. We call it a pub. Oh, man,
1: in Alabama, you get your ass <laughs> whooped, you say you're going to the pub. <laughs> I'm going to the pub, y'all. Y'all want to come to the pub? <laughs> Like I always wanted to live like like masses to like Boston with a bunch of Irish people. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's funny because I'm half Puerto Rican and and I always wonder like and I have some relatives that you know my dad's says that live in Boston and mm-hmm. I catch up on them on Facebook and yeah. I was just wonder like and you think of Boston, you think Irish. Right. You know, you know, you don't think, you know, Hispanic people. You know, you think you know, you know, the Irish, right? Scottish <laughs> people, you know, yeah, the yeah. pubs. You know, that's where the real pubs are at. You yeah, know, right. <laughs> but I always wanted to live somewhere like Boston and just hang out with the Scottish and the Irish people, or go to yeah. Ireland. You know, and yeah. drink my life away because <laughs> those those bastards know how to drink.
0: I sure Keys do. Please. Yeah, I know. Uh, one of my so friends.
1: You was, you was at. What? At, well, hold on before you go to that story you, yeah i interrupt you you was at the pub what happened
0: <laughs> so like, oh yeah so we walk in and i saw on the tv uh like that it said like it said kobe Bryant in like plane or a uh, helicopter accident and i just like froze because i was like it's like that moment where you're like what like there's no like how is this even happening this doesn't feel like real life kind of thing it just and then, like you said, as like, they talk about who else was on the uh, helicopter, like his daughter and her friends and um, like other parents and stuff. And it's just like, it, it's like it it went from holy shit to like, oh, my God, this is awful. And it just, uh, yeah. it was just, there's no like words to like describe like how it kind of makes people feel because like saying it's awful is like an understatement saying it's a tragedy is an understatement, you know? So it was, uh, it was definitely one of those days that I'll never like forget how like shocking it was in that, in that sense. But yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was was very shocking. And you know, some people like for me growing up, I was a big Michael Jackson fan, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the day he died. I'll never forget. I was, I was at Subway with my fiance, now wife. And and you know, my, I remember my sister calling me, telling me he died. But ports hadn't came in yet, mm. and uh, I was a big Michael Jackson fan growing up. And then being going to subway, and then it it was no no doubt about it. Yeah. Michael Jackson is now dead. I remember the first time, in, I grew up loving Reggie White, and I I never even got the gut in my throat for him. But he was somebody that analyzed as a kid. Even though I wasn't a Packers fan, I was a Falcons fan. But he was somebody that, you know, he played for Tennessee. He played for the Eagles. He played for the Packers. Every team that I did not like, he played for the Panthers, you know, because being a Falcons fan, you know, I I didn't like the Eagles. I don't like the Packers. I don't like Tennessee. (laughs) But Reggie Wright was that one guy that I was like, I idolized. I didn't even get a gut in my throat for him, but when Michael Jackson passed away, I was like, and you couldn't help a tear coming down your eye. Yeah. And my wife was looking at me, like, or my fiance was looking at me, like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah I wasn't gonna cry for a celebrity, somebody I never met. Right. But it was just, you know, those memories pop in your mind of, you know, right. uh, you know, you know, waiting for that black and white video to come on Fox Fox uh network cuz yeah. back in the day his videos were premier on television that's how important he was mm-hmm. uh VH1 playing you know you rock my world right. uh 24 hours you know and you had to catch that music video yeah you know, remember <laughs> you know Dangerous album history album Bad Thriller yeah. All those memories pop in your head, and it's like your childhood just dies right then and there. Right, and as you get older, your childhood is just gonna keep dying. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I still got like two more heroes left <laughs> and uh, still alive, and when they're dead, I know my childhood is. So I'm hoping that I live past them, but uh,
0: yeah, that's how I feel that's about it. What happens when you get old? Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Like Paul McCartney. Um, Cause growing up, like I was, I I'm still a huge Beatles fan, and he was always like, um, like when I saw him the first time in concert, I was like lucky enough to go see him at Fenway, and uh, uh-huh. I, the like I couldn't help but smiling when him and the band like ran out on stage, you know, like it was like that. Uh, i would never had like that much excitement for like going to a concert, uh, I,
1: like other at than that. Years old? How did you? How did you become a Paul McCartney fan? I'm just interested. (laughs) I mean, everybody had like I said, everybody has their own path, but yeah, yeah. like I I don't understand how like somebody your age can become a Paul McCartney (laughs) fan.
0: Um a lot of it was uh my my dad um always played like his music growing up and um and then when I started uh playing music, because I'm a musician, um, and I play in a band and stuff, uh That was the stuff that really intrigued intrigued me and i wanted to keep learning and it went from being like like when i was in middle school is when i really started to like develop that like older classic rock music taste but it had a lot to do with a lot to do with my dad and then um some of the other friends that i made that were also playing music were also classic rock guys so there was like a group of us um like three or four of us that like that's what we listen to and then it just like snowballed until that's mostly what i listened to it's like anything from like he's, the 50s he's like
1: he's like what in his 70s 80s now
0: he's gonna be pushing 80 in like a few years yeah i think he's like 77 or 78 he's getting there well, God yeah. Bless him. yeah
1: yeah uh yeah your childhood is going to die very quickly <laughs> that's why you gotta pick when you're young. you gotta you gotta pick your heroes young
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't want to start you don't want to start off in the previous generation. Right. To pick the heroes. You want to start like, hey, uh, uh well, yeah. who's who's gonna be in the in the draft this year? Okay, yeah, who's, well who's and that's what's
0: name? yeah, well that's what's happening uh like this year, especially. Like uh, so many actors and actresses and musicians are dying and I'm like I never got to see them live. I never got to like I never got to have that moment, you know, like uh Neil yeah, Kurt. Like me. Like Neil. Yeah, yeah, I know what you
1: mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like I never got to see Michael Jackson in concert. You know, court, you know, that's some, I, I did know I I do know for a fact in my hometown, uh, the town next crossover, Columbus, Georgia. He mm-hmm. did come to Columbus, Georgia one time when I was a kid. I do know that. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't that I mean, he was famous, but he wasn't like you can't, you know, he still could come to like small. Southern right. Towns famous, you know what I mean? I mean, he was already like Thriller, it was like during the Bad Album, I believe. Yeah. I'm not sure, I could be wrong, but he was like, not he was at the point where you were selling out stadiums and peak, right. but he was still doing like small towns and around the country. Right, but you right. know, back then when I got up in age, you know, 93, you know, when the Danger, 91, when the Danger Album hit, it was no more going into Columbus, Georgia, <laughs> <laughs> or going to Alabama, you know, you never right. see Mikey <laughs> Jazz in Birmingham, Alabama, mean, or anywhere like that. You you won't see him in Scotland or you know, you know, right. overseas in a stadium. Like right. his smallest concerts were stadiums. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he was oh, selling would, and, and he was what
0: he was selling those out too. <laughs> oh yeah, the
1: big stadiums. And, you know, there. I remember it in 2002. He did his own tribute show. Now you know you have to have some balls where you, you're paying <laughs> for your own tribute show. Yeah. and then I was like, well, I want to go to that. It happened in New York City in Madison Square Garden. I, was like, I want to go there. I was really thinking about going, you know. Yeah. And I saw the prices for those tickets, and like just a little, I, I I'm just I'm throwing this number out in the air, just that being the blood blood uh, I mean the nosebleed section mm-hmm. the Madison Square Garden, the tickets were like five thousand dollars.
0: Oh my god.
1: And I'm thinking to myself, "Ain't hey, how the hell are they gonna sell this place out? And yeah. sure enough, they sold that place out
0: because mm-hmm.
1: people will pay that top money to go see that man. Yeah, you know, and music uh, I history, music history died when he died. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with Prince and Whitney Houston and yeah, you know, Johnny Cash and yeah. uh, a lot of great, you know, people who were ne- this, our gener this generation right here will never understand how great. These musicians yeah. were, uh, you know, like I wasn't even a country music fan, but, you know, now that I look back and like Raiden Jennings, yeah. like how much of a badass that man was, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know, I don't I don't, I, I can't stand country music, but just looking <laughs> the back at uh, these uh, these country music singers that were famous during my mom and my dad's time. Yeah. How badass they were. Like you. I mean, these guys were badasses. Yeah. And you look back and like, man, you they don't make men like that no more. <laughs> now, you know. Yeah. It's just, they it were a special it is, breed, but, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's the reason why they died at fifty or sixty, but they're definitely a special <laughs> be, breed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Um before I let you go, um I'm gonna add, have you, uh, like tell everybody where they can find all your social media. Um, and obviously you're on YouTube at, uh, the CTS dash interview room on YouTube. Um, but where can they find you on social media to help, like help you support and help support you and grow and stuff?
1: Yeah, I want, I want to help you support me. Okay. Uh, no, uh, you know, we're, you know, you speaking of podcast. you know, we're on Spotify right now, It, but I haven't been very disciplined. Once again, I'm by myself on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got three episodes and I didn't really, I just, it was like a test track drop, you know, just trying to test it out, test the waters mm-hmm. out. I still paid the monthly fee, but I haven't put no channels, but I'm about to get really disciplined about putting my shows on a podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, to find us, Go to Facebook on Carol. Look up Carolyn's Treasure Shop. You'll see four faces on there. You see Stingray, the internet sensation, <laughs> the SEC superfan. Uh, you've probably seen him on, you know, Tosh. Porno oh and you know SEC Network talking trash with Paul Feinburn. <laughs> then you got the legendary Marvin Constant. Uh, you can watch the Marvin Constant show where we interview. Alabama football legends. And then my, my, my lovable and humble cousin, Raphael Lozada and me and him do a show called the top 10. So you can go to support us on Facebook and then you can go to YouTube and look up the CTS interview room where you see all these great shows and uh, yeah, go subscribe, you know, uh, and you know, we promise you, you're gonna be entertained. Something <laughs> some, you'll find something on there that'll be entertaining. I yeah. promise you. Yeah, and you guys
0: got a lot of different things you do, so it's not like it's just one thing. You know, like it's not like if somebody doesn't really care about like the sports end of it, it's, you don't just do that. You talk about other things you have. Yeah. Ones. So it's I, like,
1: and you know, and we do break the mold because you know everybody when you get on YouTube, they say you need to find one niche. Mm. And maybe that's the reason why we're not very, you know, high up in the subscriber. You know, I, I still, I'm very proud of what we have done in mm-hmm. such a short time. Yeah. However, we can do more. And I think that's the reason why we are not up into that thousand yet. And, I, and that's my goal to get the thousand. And when we get thousand, my next goal is 10,000. And yeah. when we get the 10,000, my next goal is 100,000. Yeah. know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're not here to play around. We're here to be, you know in For the sure. game yeah uh but that said i think that's probably one of the biggest reasons because i span you know my show the sunday interview we're not just talking to athletes we're talking to anybody i mean i just got you know today i talked to somebody from egypt who's has a hit song in new zealand <laughs> and you know i yeah i talked to i talked to uh another podcaster I and mean, we talked politics and, and then I talked to a late amazing woman. I taught, she, I mean, she's was so sweet. Uh, her, she wrote a book about her life and, you know, dealing with the uh, anxiety and uh, PTSD and other personal manners that you have to watch and listen to. Yeah, uh, But amazing woman. I mean, I, when talking to her, I was like, you can instantly feel how, like this woman who was in the shitter that, yeah. you know, poured herself out of it and was like, Hey, look, you know, you know, I'm going to make it regardless. And, you know, she actually, when I talked to her, I didn't say this to her, but if she ever happens to watch this interview, which she probably doesn't, but, yeah. uh, you know, she right then and there while talking to her, she became my hero. Cause you know, I know how it is to be down the dumps and then pull yourself up. Yeah. You know, it, so I didn't tell her that I should have told her it probably make her feel good, but, uh, <laughs> she, she actually became my hero. And, you know, I talked and then, you know, we got Greg Caden coming, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's, and then now we're, we're trying to go to the next level. We know, we're trying to get celebrities. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm, I've been in talks with Bill Involves people. I've been talking with Carlos Macias people. Uh, we in talk, we're talking to them, uh, yeah. you know, you know, I think the biggest insult you can get is when, like, I can't say this person's – I'm not going to say the person's name. but say he's a professional wrestler on TNT. Let's put it that way. Uh, his people told me I have to get my numbers up and, you know, to even look at him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, maybe – and I, I replied to him. I was like, well, maybe if I have an interview with uh, Briss Erico. <laughs> maybe my numbers will go up so uh yeah i mean you know, it's hard getting guests but it is, yeah. you know like i said we're 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 trying to uh we're really really trying to get a name on youtube and we're mm-hmm. we're here to stay we're we're not going to fail
0: beautiful yeah well i i hope you guys get all the success you're working towards cuz I, I mean, I love talking to you. <laughs> this was a lot of fun.
1: Um, I love talking to you. Uh, I tell you this though, you know, you know, you're part. Of, I tell this to all my guests, and I mean it. Uh, I'm not. Like, you're not one of my guests. I'm your guest. But you know, <laughs> I, being in the podcast community and the YouTube community, it's a small community, especially yeah. for us people who just, you know, still small. like yeah. we're in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, it's a small community and anytime we can help each other out, you know, it's just let me know if you know, uh I want all I want everybody to be successful, you know what I mean? Yeah, me you too. know, I, I'm talking to this guy now who I'm talking to this guy now, he's in the same boat I am, you know, but he's 10 times better at it than I mm-hmm. I will ever be. Uh, you know, we're we're texting each other almost every day, just talking, you know, what can I do better as a doing an interview and uh if you watch his, his i'll go ahead and name drop his stuff the two-party podcast you know check his stuff out uh he talks to a lot of interesting people and he has a very interesting story his own we, we he came on our show and we had to do a two-parter and it right. hasn't aired yet but jesus wheeze <laughs> he has a story to tell yeah but yeah just check us out on the cts interview room on youtube and you know please support you know, hit subscribe. It's not going to kill you. Don't, don't be like my yeah. family. You know, just hit the subscribe button. You don't just have to too. watch us. Yeah. Just hit the subscribe it, button.
0: It's and it's the little things too. And it's, it stuff like that is so simple. And that's it, it. Trust me. I, I totally get it. There's a lot of times where you text some of your friends or you message them or you send them, you make it so easy for them to just like click the like button, click the subscribe button, watch, or listen to the podcast for five minutes and they don't do it. Yeah.
1: You know, I, you know what, I think what it is is that I think deep down subconsciously, I think people just want you to fail. Mm. I don't think, I mean, I, they won't say it to your face, right? but I think sometimes people just want you to fail and that's why they don't want to help you. Like they love you. They like you. They, they don't want anything bad to happen to you. Just, they just don't want you to, like, I, my, I, I, I have a best friend. Like, he's been my friend since third grade. But, man, I could not go to that guy that asked for $5. I don't have it. I don't got no money. And uh, he's just that type of guy. I mean, you know, he, he's my best friend, but he's not going to push the subscribe button on my YouTube page. Yeah. That's, you know, and he fucking hears this, and then fuck him. I mean, it's, just, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. It, yeah. You just have to, like, okay, you're not going to get support from family and friends. Cool. Got to grind. Got to grind. Yep. So with that said, Perry, <laughs> I do appreciate you letting me come on your show. Of course, yeah. This, this is, is the good. greatest podcast ever in the <laughs> history of all podcasts. Look I can't that. wait to come back. I hope I'm coming back every week. But <laughs> if I don't, thank you for having me.
0: No, that, I would love to have you back. I, that's That's one of the things I've been doing now is, like, I'm starting to go back and, like, Find some of the people that were like, "Oh yeah, like I'd love to come back, and I'm gonna have them back in the next coming months." So I'll have to get you on the list, and we can we can yeah, like, up.
1: hey, what are you doing now? <laughs> hey, what are you doing now? Uh, you, said, you know, you have 500 subscribers then How? Would, well, we're at 502. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah, but, we tried. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> hey, one second. Let me let me hit this crack pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. three? Is that? <laughs>
0: is that where you're coming <laughs> <from>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well joe it was it was great I, I had a fun time uh definitely everybody go check out the cts interview room there's like a ton of great stuff on there and you'll find something that you like even if you're thinking oh no nah, i can't you'll find something trust me they're fun guys they're entertaining it's great so go check it out subscribe like some videos, watch them, help us out, help him out. We're we're a community world. Let's act like it. That's you know? right. Let's act like it.
1: And drop <laughs> and drop some money. There you drop, go. You know, <laughs> find 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 us. For whatever hometown that you think we live in, just find us <laughs> and just drop money at our porch. There you go. We'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little change jar. Nothing else, under I a fifty. Was... <laughs>
1: Yeah, nothing <laughs> under a 50. A little tip Just make sure – Yeah, <laughs> don't leave the singles. Don't leave the one and five. We throw those away. Just tens and twenties <laughs> and fifties and hundreds.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right, well, Joe, thank you so much.